pretty powerful video. A lot of times we go through life and we fill up other things with other things. But there is what we call it a God-sized hole in each and every one of us. And only the Spirit of God can fill that. We can look for other things, you know, the chocolate cake. How many thought that would look good? It was like, hey. But how many of you can relate to this guy? Can anybody relate to this guy? It's like we get up and we're missing something, but then in a few moments, in a matter of time, we've got our coffee, we've checked our social media, you know, if that's what you do. I don't do all that stuff in, the, in that order. But it's like, what is it that's taken the place of God? And that's what I want us to be able to think about. If we've been talking the last few weeks about a new way of thinking, the question is, is how much time do we put in thought for something that's not of this world? A lot of times we may realize that we are in a functionary world. We've, I, you've got to get up in the morning. You've got to have your cup of coffee or whatever to get you going. You've got to sit down. I want to encourage you to be able to sit down and think about the things of God. I want to encourage you, if you've not read the Bible, to read the Bible. I want to encourage you to start in the Gospels, maybe with, with John, and begin to start reading the miracles of Jesus. And let's begin to start filling ourselves up. Because what he saw, what I saw, is when he got up, he had that empty hole. And then he started filling it. Coffee, social media, Twitter, work accolades, whatever that might be. And then we feel good about our day and we're going through our day and we're going through the motions. But how many of you know, you can think you fill that, but it's not truly filled. How many of you have ever been so full and then you still ate? <laughs> You still ate a meal after you've been so full. You know what I mean? It's like, I didn't think I had room for dessert, but let me put some dessert in there. Or a lot of times we'll begin to eat and we'll eat, and then afterwards we're still hungry. Some people say that's just the fruits and vegetables or the vegetables that we have. And then, you know, you eat Chinese food, and they say, you know, an hour later you're, you're hungry because of, you know, what you've already eaten hasn't really filled you up. But our world is really about trying to be filled up and the world is saying, I'm going to give you something to be filled up other than God. So I want you today to put on your thinking caps. How many of you are wherever in the second grade and you put your thinking caps on? We button that thing down and we put our thinking cap on. I want us to come to church and I want us to think. How many of you have taken the challenge and thought about your thoughts? Anybody this week? We got a couple of you that... So do we think about our thoughts... And I want us to continue to begin to start doing that. I want us to begin to think about our thoughts. So let me kind of, if let me give you a review real quick because there's some scriptures I want to go over and a place that I want to get to. This usually works. Would anybody give me 15 minutes? Who will give me 15 minutes? Just raise your hand. There's 15, 30, 45. There's an hour. There's an hour and 15. That always works. It's old, but it still works. Amen. It's, it's one of those things that, that is in time trusted and proven. You just stay with me as I go through some scriptures, and let's talk about building a new you. Say that with me. Building a new you. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're building a new you. It, you know, like, what's wrong with the old me? You know, well, there's, how many of you know there is some upgrades? Anybody other than me still got a, you know, a, a MS, what is it, DOS computer, right, processor? We don't. We don't have that any longer. Anybody, we were talking about this the other day, anybody ride their horse to, to church this morning? 
Okay, well, you, you, how many of you came in an automobile, right? You know, you found a different way to come. You didn't do it the how you used to do it or how it could have been done in the past. We were able to do that, and we were able to look at this. As we think about those different thoughts, I want you to realize that whatever you think about most grows. Whatever you think about most grows. Can I get an amen on that? So if I focus my thoughts on learning something, my mind will grow. I will create neural pathways within my mind itself and my brain, and I will fire new neurons in order for me to be able to learn new things and grow that way. Whatever we think about grows. We begin to start putting input into ourselves. And how many of you know... If you're going to think, it takes energy. You ever sat down and thought about something? I was sharing with this the other day. I said there was, a, there was this guy, and, and um, he went in for an interview, and he walked into work, and he walked down this hallway towards the CEO's office, and he passed by this one room, and there was a guy standing in the room looking out the window. He looked at that, and he went to the CEO, and he interviewed with the CEO. CEO said, come back tomorrow. He comes back tomorrow, same time, walks down the hallway, looks over, and he sees this guy standing at the window. Goes into the CEO's office, and he's talking, and the CEO says, one more interview, I want you to come back tomorrow. <clears throat> Gives him a time to come back, he walks back in, walks down this hallway, looks into this guy's room, and where is the guy at? Standing there looking out the window. He goes into the CEO, and they start talking about it. He says, I think I want to hire you, and he says... Can I have that guy's job? <laughs> CEO said, oh, that's Charles. Don't worry about him. He said he stands at that window and looks out, but the last idea he had saved the company $2 million. Thinking creates energy. Say that with me. Thinking creates energy. In order for us to think, that's why we don't do a lot of it. That's why we'll sit and we'll look at a movie and it'll, and it'll make us numb. And, and, can I be really honest? We do that. I do it too. Sometimes I just want to be numb, right? I've been thinking all day long, been making decisions all day long, and we'll sit and we'll look at a movie or we'll, do, we'll look at videos or we'll watch YouTube or whatever those things are, and it just kind of it makes us not have to think. But if we're going to really begin to start thinking about our thoughts, then it's going to take some energy. It's going to take, I believe, some time for us to go, I reacted this way, and I started thinking about how I reacted, whether good or bad. I begin to start putting energy towards that, and when I put energy towards that, all things are possible. How many of you know when we continue to, to put energy towards it, it begins to create, it creates little pockets of energy within ourselves when we start thinking about things. I mean, and that's kind of how God operates. So let me give you the scriptures real quick. Romans 12, 1 through 3. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed. How is my transformation, according to the word of God, going to take place? 
You mean I can't just go buy a new suit and be transformed? I can't get me some new shoes and be transformed? Well, what about if I get me new pants? If I just get a whole new outfit, won't I feel better about myself? I may, but that's not going to, is what's going to bring transformation. Why do you think he's saying it's by the renewing of your mind? Because our mind itself is where we think and feel and have emotions. Our physical brain, our mind operates with inside our physical brain. We have a physical brain and inside of our physical brain our mind operates. And there's different areas within your mind that do certain things. But with our mind, if you're going to feel, if you're going to think, if you're going to make choices, it's going to come from your mind. Say think, feel, and choose. Let's do it again. Think, feel, and choose. You're going to think about some things. You're going to begin to have these feelings about certain things. And you're going to make choices based on those things. So we think, we feel, and we choose. So when he says my transformation is coming, it's not coming through my new haircut. It's not coming through my new shoes. It's not coming through, you know, going to the store and, and, and buying a new outfit. He goes on and he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of you think that there's limitations on your life? I'm the only one. You guys are amazing. You guys got this deal. You know what I mean? We Sometimes we think about these limitations that are in our life, and God says all things are possible to him that believe. Now, there might be some, some uh, unrealistic expectations that you might have of yourself, and that puts limitations on your mind. But when he's talking about it in Romans, he says, look, I need you guys to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That word transformation, are you listening to me? That word transformation is about a metamorphosis. It's the same thing that a caterpillar goes through to become what? A butterfly. You don't just take a caterpillar and pluck wings on it. That butterfly is actually, that caterpillar was actually transformed in its DNA into a butterfly. So it's a whole new being. It's a whole new, it's called metamorphosis. So we have to understand a little bit about that as we go through this. Verse 3, it says, For through the grace given to me that I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Should you be confident in your abilities? Should you be a confident in your ability? Should you have, uh, I don't want to say spiritual, maybe spiritual confidence that you can do things if you try to do them. And you try to figure it out. If is there a problem that you sometimes have in front of you, an issue that you're having to deal with, and do you think it's hopeless? No, because Christ who lives in us, we know that through him, we can begin to start thinking about these things. And he says, goes on, and he says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but to think as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted each a measure of faith. So let me go on, because the word, that word think literally means to think. It literally means to exercise the mind. How many of y'all got up this morning and exercised your body? That's what I'm saying. Why? 
well, we didn't have enough time, or I didn't want to get up too early, or today's the Sunday that I don't exercise my body. How many of you know it takes effort to exercise your body? Same way, it takes effort to exercise your mind. So if we're going to think about some things, we're going to have to exercise our mind. But we're also going to have to put our mind into a, a frame where we can begin to say, okay, what am I thinking about? Is it toxic or healthy? Is it toxic, poisonous, or is it healthy? How many of you, most of us think of toxic thoughts, right? We deal with the situations from our past. We deal with the hurt and the pain and the agony and, the, and on all those things in the past. And God wants us to be able to say, let's have some healthy thoughts. So that word think, phaneo is the word in the Greek. It means to exercise the mind. It means to be mentally disposed in a certain direction. It means to ponder. How many times do we think about something and it's like, I thought about it. Well, how long did it take? Uh, two seconds. But there are some things that we need to think about and we need to ponder on. There are some things that we don't need to make a decision today. We need to make a decision three days from now. There are things that we do in our lives that we, that, that we just try to make a decision and then go on, and then all of a sudden it can be harmful, and we thought, man, I should have thought about that longer. I should have made a decision to think about that for more than one day. Are you with me? That word thought is a concept or an idea. It's an end product of the mind. The real thing that occupies mental real estate within us. One thought can bring thousands of memories. One thought can bring thousands of memories. And a couple weeks ago, we said, you know, think about the red truck. And you, you, some of you remembered this red truck that you may have seen or you maybe have had in your family or whatever that might be. But that one thought. How important is our thinking? Dr. Caroline Leaf is a communication pathologist of cognitive neuroscience. This is what she does and who she is. And she says this, everything we say and do is first a physical thought in the physical. A thought which you build with your mind and then you do. A thought that you build with your mind and then you do. You guys had real estate for many years and, and bought houses and redid them and all. You thought about those things first. You just didn't wake up one morning and go, Gene, let's go buy a house. You know what I mean? You thought about what it was going to take. What's it going to take to flip it? What's it going to take to sell it? What's it going to take to work on it? Who's doing the work on it? You guys had a thought process that went through those things. A lot of times, sometimes, nowadays, people just are like, hey, you just do it. Just when you think about it, do it. And if it feels good, do it. No, if it doesn't feel good, you better think about it because it may not be good for you. A thought which you build with your mind, you think, and then you do. So how important it is for thoughts? Anybody remember how important it is for thoughts? How many of you know that we can go, how many? Three weeks without food. Three weeks without food. You can go three days without water. Right? You can go three days without water. You can go three minutes without oxygen. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. I could probably get underwater and hold my breath for three minutes without oxygen. But you can't go three seconds without thinking. What? Let's look at that again. 
You can go three weeks without what? Come on, everybody. It's right up here. You don't three weeks without what? How many of you want to go three weeks without food? <laughs> we don't, do we? Okay. We can go three days without water. Jesus went forty days. We can go three minutes without oxygen. And you cannot go three seconds without a... You guys are having a thought after a thought after a thought after a thought. I, I, I have to correct something that, uh, that I told you that, that we have trillions of thought a day. It's we have trillions of thoughts in our lifetime. We have thousands of thoughts a day. You guys are thinking all sorts of stuff. Some of you are here with me. Some of you aren't. Some of you are, are thinking about other things today, right? Or you're looking at something and you're thinking about something. How many of you know you're having a conversation with your husband or your wife, your spouse, and, and you're looking at them, and a lot of times you quit listening to what they said because you're thinking about how you're going to re rebut that, right? Oh, come on, somebody. This is real stuff. You're looking at him and you're thinking, I don't know what she just said, but all I know is that she did this, and because she did this, I acted this way. And those are the thoughts that we're after. Those are toxic thoughts for us to begin to look at. So Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So how important are the thoughts? If you're thinking about it, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it. Dr. Carolyn Leaf says you begin to start building something on that, and then you eventually do it. You can do it good or bad. I'm after you dealing with the toxic thoughts that come in, so you've got room to deal with those God thoughts that come in our lives, and you'll be able to think about it. 2 Corinthians, another scripture, chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage battle according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying arguments and all arrogance raised up against the knowledge of God, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. How many of you ever have the battle in your mind? All, how many of you had the battle in your mind whether to go to church this morning? <laughs> We have those battles. Like, I don't know, I just stay home. No, I'm going to go. No, I think I'm just going to stay home. No, I'm going to go. I think I want to be a part of the worship. No, nah, I think I'm going to stay home. Uh, no, I'm going to go. Well, let's just go ahead and go. Fine, let's just go ahead and go. Now we're talking about those thoughts. He says we're taking those thoughts, I want to say this, toxic thoughts captive. Those thoughts that are taking captive, in other words, we're grabbing that thought you remember years ago when I told you, you know, you guys were probably really freaked out when I said this. I was standing in line at the grocery store, and there was this thought that came in, push that lady down. Y'all remember that? It was like, push that lady down, and I was like, push that lady down. I was like, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there was a thought that came in. Where did that come from? Now, could I have pushed her down? Probably. I don't think I should have pushed her down. I didn't push her down. And, and I, but I had to take that thought captive. How many of you know that thought I had to take captive? I wasn't going to shove that lady in line. It might have been like a domino. Bing, 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 bing. Everybody would have fell in line at the grocery store or Walmart or wherever else we were at. But see, those are the thoughts that we've got to look at that a lot of times we react on those. That we've got we've to look at those thoughts that come into our mind. He says to take these thoughts. I'm not saying take the thought captive. 
God is saying that in his word. He's saying there are thoughts that are going to come through this thing that you've got to take captive. You've got to be an umpire. Safe! You're out! You're out! When that thought came in, pushed that lady down, I was like, no, you're out. <laughs> I'm not pushing that lady down. Or the thought that came in is that give that person $20. Oh, yeah, see, y'all have had some of those thoughts. It's like give that person $20 and you're like, no, you're out. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I'm not going to be able to do that. Those are the thoughts that we've we got to look at and we've got to realize. So we've talked about some scriptures of how important that our thoughts are. I want to get into this this morning. In Matthew's chap Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. I want to tie this in to what Jesus talks about. How many of you know it's important, the words of Jesus? They're important. I, I love them. They, they take more precedent over what Paul says. What Jesus says takes more precedent to me in my life over what the Apostle Paul says, or Peter says, or Mark says, or anybody else. His carries more weight for me. So he, said, he began to preach, and he used to say, he would say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. Everybody say repent. How many of you, that, I don't like that word. I don't like that word. You know why? Because we've not spent some time thinking about what that word means. And when we look at that word, we, we automatically think it means to turn from sin. That is part of what it means. We can turn away from something. We can turn away from sin. We can dedicate ourselves to the life of Christ. We can have uh, regret. Um, so those things we look at. But when we look at this, we, I want us to begin to start thinking about this word repent. I know it's hard for you. I know it's difficult when you start thinking about it, but just stay with me for the next few minutes because you're going to have a different idea and a different thought of what that word actually means. Matthew 4, 17, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let me give you a little background on this a moment. You got to remember, Jesus was coming in and he was changing some things. How many of you don't like change? Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't like change. These things he was changing. He was changing a shifting of fulfilling the law and the requirements of the law into operating in God's grace, his goodness, his mercy. He was shifting some things and fulfilling the Ten Commandments into bringing in two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And what? Love your neighbor as yourself. So when people would hear about Jesus, they knew that he was bringing something that was different than what they were taught. Jesus wasn't saying, get out of sin, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm going to let you see in a few moments what that word means in the Greek. Maybe part of the connotation of what we use it for and have used it for is to repent. It's like your brother and your sister got into an argument and, you know, one needs to repent to the other. Well, let's take a look at this scripture real quick. He goes on, or the word repent. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark 1, 15, it says it this way. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is come near 
repent and believe in the good news. Repent and believe in the good news. Let's look at another scripture. Mark 6.12. I think we've got it. The disciples preached that men should what? Everybody should what? We should all repent. And how many of us think automatically, get out of sin? Am I the only one? Thank you. Mario, Jr., I appreciate that, brother. Because that's what we think. We need, we need to get out of sin. Yes, we need to get out of sin because it causes issues in our life. There's consequences to that. No doubt about it. But check this out. Merriam-Webster says one of the definitions is to get or turn from sin. It's to feel regret. But the other definition is it says to change one's mind. That the disciples preach that men should what? Change your mind. When Jesus said, Matthew 4, 17, when he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, it wasn't just about get out of sin. It was, I'm bringing a new thing in and it's called the kingdom of heaven. It's what the Jews had known for years, had seen for years, had studied and had, had, had mastered their understanding of what the kingdom of heaven was like and the, the messianic king, which was Jesus, coming in. They, they all had this idea that it wasn't a spiritual kingdom. It wasn't a spiritual kingdom. That's their idea. Their idea was there's going to be a king and this king is going to come in and wipe out Rome and free the Israelites. But yet Jesus came in and he says, I need you guys to think about this. There is a kingdom coming that you're going to have to think about. There is a kingdom coming that it's going to be different than how you are thinking that it's going to be. Catherine so eloquently did an amazing job last week on the love of God. Can we give her a hand clap of praise? Catherine, thank you for that. She had a part of her sermon that it was talking about the Mythbusters. And she was beginning to bust some ideas, some thoughts that we have. How are we having those thoughts and how do we receive those thoughts? We can get it through religion. How many of you believe the same way you did 20 years ago? You believe that now. Most of us don't because we progress in what our understanding is, what our interpretation is. Some people thought, you know, God was the God that he's throwing lightning bolts and he's going to try to kill you if you mess up. Now there's a shifting in that belief system that says God's not out to kill you. He's out to give you mercy and grace and give you every moment to change your way you think and know he's a good God. How many of you feel like you're just starting to get that God is a good God? And that he's not out to, to judge you every moment of you, every second of every day. And, that, you know, that's a hard thing to come through. That's a hard thing to walk through. But this is what it's about. Thinking in your thoughts, God is not against you. He is for you. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to hear that. God is not against you. He is for you. Some people are like, well, God put so much stuff in my life that made it so hard. Some of the stuff it wasn't God putting in your life. 
It was the decisions that you made because you wouldn't think about that that made it harder than what God really wanted it to be for you. He's Romans 8, 28. Yes, he'll take that bad stuff and he'll work it out for good. He'll take my mistakes and turn them. Just like we celebrated, he'll turn my mourning into dancing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And we'll get to the place where it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I went through that and I came through that. I can handle that. You say it's like hitting a curveball. It's like you watch a curveball and you watch a curveball and you think you can't hit a curveball. And then all of a sudden, you hit a curveball. Now all of a sudden, you can see the pattern of the ball. You can see the rotation of the threads. You can begin to see things. Things have slowed down because now your thought process is, I can hit a curveball. And you can hit a curveball. You can overcome what's in your life. Come on, people. We can overcome the things that come against us externally because there's something going on on the inside of us, and that's our thoughts and renewing our mind, right? And that thought that I'm having on the inside, I'm looking at that thought and I'm going, that thought's not a good thought. So I'm not going to act on that thought or react to that thought. I want to look at that thought and go, wait a minute, I don't know. I don't know if that's the intent, but this is what happened. So we want to respond. Did you know the, the gifts of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That patience is what we see in the King James Version as long-suffering. How many of y'all want to suffer long time? That's not what that word means. That word means is it's patience. We need to react instead of, excuse me, we need to respond instead of reacting. You've sown into a child for 18 years. And all you've talked about was them going to college and them going to college and getting an education and going to college. And then they come up to you and go, I don't think I want to go to college. And there's something inside you that goes, what? <laughs> what do you mean you're not going to college? This is what we've done this 18 years for. And we are reacting instead of saying, okay, tell me why. A lot of times we get so mad and get so upset that we can't even deal with the child's opinion, they're getting cognitive thinking. We can't deal with their opinion that, that says, I, I, I just don't want to go to college. Or maybe there's something else I want to do. Or maybe something else I want to be. Or maybe some other field I want to go after. We, we want to be able to try to have that control. And our thoughts within us begin to start thinking, all that I've done for you. And now you don't even want to go to college. This is what I've been thinking ever since you were seven. So now that thought that I've had in me is like what Carolyn Lee says, I've built on it. I built on that thought and it began to be something within us. And instead of allowing them to be who God's created them to be. We had, we had a daughter and she's here and she went to college and Joel, he went to college, he went for Maybe one week, I don't know. It, he, it was one semester he signed up for, and it was just like, that's not for me. And that's okay. It wasn't for him. 
It was for her, but it's not for him. Are you with me? It may be for you, but it may not be for somebody else. And there are some people that I know that have said, man, they, don't, they need to go to college. And there are some people that go to college and need to go to college. And there's some people that don't. And then you all want to hear about Bill Gates, that he did not graduate from college. We don't want to hear that. Yeah, but he was smart enough to what? Get into Harvard or Yale or one of those colleges that took him. But he was like, I got some other ideas and I'm not finishing my college. I'm just going to do this. So there are some things that you have to realize that there are colleges good for some people and college may not be. And this isn't about college. This is about us changing our mind and thinking the way God wants us to think. Why don't you think on that a minute? What we want to think about, we will think about. And what we think about grows. If we think about this differently. So I'm going to give you the Greek word, metaneo. It's a Greek word and it literally means that word repent in all of those scriptures means this. This is the Greek definition. Hey guys. The Greek definition doesn't say anything about sin. Miriam's definition did. But in the original Greek, it doesn't say about sin. It says to think differently. So shouldn't I think differently about sin? We defined sin last week as what the Bible says, and it says to miss the mark. How many of you have aimed for a target and missed the mark? <laughs> we all have. So we know that with that, that is missing the mark. We're missing the mark. And that's sin. I'm shooting for this, but I ended up down here. I tell people I'm always going to shoot high. I would rather shoot high and hit it halfway than to shoot low and hit it all. Because if I shoot high and hit it halfway, it's probably more than if I set it on the lowest one and hit the lowest one. I'd rather try a little harder or get a little more involved or think about it even more so about the things that they need. So when I think about those things, what we do is we don't think about our thoughts. So let's look at what the scripture says. If it says to reconsider, then I put, I think, did I put the next scriptures up? So, you know, the Bible says don't add to it or take away from it. That's not what I'm doing, so don't even go there. Some people are like, well, he shouldn't put that in there. That's what the word means. And if I took the definition of what the Greek word means for repent and put it in the scripture, let's read it now. Jesus began to preach and say, think differently for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I, lo I love it. Now all of a sudden, you can come up to somebody and say, you need to repent. And that person is going to throw up a wall and go, you religious zealot. Right? But if we are sitting there and saying, you need to change the way you're thinking. You, we, we've heard it in the past, stinking thinking. When you think you're nothing, the Bible says don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but it doesn't say that you need to think of yourself as a worm crawling on the ground. Hello? Because you're greater than that. The Bible even placed men, he says, Elohim, he said, he places man right above the angels. That you're more important than angels. 
So when we begin to look at the scriptures and he says, Jesus began to pray or preach and say, think differently. Think differently. Think differently. God is for me. He's not against me. Think differently. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Think differently. I am an overcomer. I can overcome this situation in my life. Think differently. I'm not going to let the external things change how I feel because what's happening on the inside of me is greater than what's happening on the outside of me. Can I get an amen? So he says to think differently. Everybody say think differently. Metaneo or metaneo or metanoeo. 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 I mean, it could be Italian. But it's Greek. Metanoeo. That's what it means to think differently. Everybody say that. Think differently. I've had parents, I know they say that. My kids are going to drive me crazy. No, you need to metanoeo that deal. Because your kids are not placed on this earth to drive you crazy. Are you with me? You should have the mind of Christ. My kids are making me old. You better metaneo that stuff. Are you with me? You need to think differently. They're keeping you young. <laughs> They're keeping you young. Do you, you guys understand that? And some of that we just take for granted. Well, we're just saying that. We're just saying it. There's power in our words, people. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. See, sometimes we don't want to hear this. We don't want to hear this, so we shut down and we think about something different. I'm thinking about this afternoon. I ain't got no time to be thinking about my thoughts. You're the one that's actually having the issues with the thoughts. And they become toxic, and that toxic thought is what's ruling your life. Anybody, any amens there? <laughs> Let's look at this next scripture. Mark 1.15. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come what? Come near. Think differently and believe the good news. Think differently and believe the good news. Think differently and what? Believe the good news. Somebody is like, I ain't got no good news. No, there is good news. Jesus came. He died for my sin. He took judgment on his, with his, with his, on his back. He took judgment of my sin. How much better news can that be? I mean, well, I'd rather have a million dollars. Well, a million dollars ain't going to get you in the kingdom of heaven. A million dollars ain't going to get you in heaven. You can give it all away and it's still not going to get you there. Because it's about believe the good news. Everybody say believe. I love Pastor Sean. He says, the scripture, it's his favorite scripture. You believe and you receive. You believe and you receive. You believe and you receive. We believe and I receive. I believe and I receive. And I believe and I receive. And I think differently. See, there's some people are like, no, no. Um, you know, if God wants to give me a used, beat up automobile, then I'll take that. I don't know, but maybe he wants to give you something that's not used and beat up. Well, but I don't know. I'm not good enough for that. If you believe that, then you need to metaneo that. Because God didn't make junk. And he made you and created you. Come on, somebody needs to hear this today. 
He made you and created you in his own image and in his own likeness. And he made you be a person of, of possibilities that there is probably nothing that you can't start thinking of and begin to start o- overcoming and achieving just by the way you think. And if that toxic thought comes in, we got to get that thought out of there so we can begin to replace it with a good thought that is going to over-trump that, is going to override that, that is going to override that thought of negativity, that's going to override that thing on the on the external that's coming against you that my internal is going to say no that just came against me on the outside I'm greater as he that is in me than he that is in the world and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to think on that thing and I'm going to begin to rise up over this I could do this and could do that and could go here and could go there but I'm not gonna I'm going to think about it metanay it and I'm going to rise up over that because greater is the spirit of God that lives on the inside of me than the spirit of the enemy that's trying to come after me. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching better than y'all amen out there today. And it's Labor Day weekend. What a weekend to be thinking about some stuff. It's important. He goes on and he says, the kingdom of heaven has come. Think differently and believe the good news. There's some people, listen, all they need to do is believe. You know the guy that on the video that he filled his life up with everything else. He says, why do I need God? Well, tomorrow morning when he gets up and that hole's still there, that's why he needs God. Some of us just need to believe. When Jesus sees us, it's not going to be about what good things we've done. Good things we should do. We should do that. It's not going to be about the sin that you committed 22 years ago. It's not going to be about that. It's not going to be about the, the mistakes that we made yesterday. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be about do you believe? Everybody say believe. I want to believe. God, I want to believe. Even the disciples who spent time with him, they were like, Lord, help us believe. <laughs> It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, you just spent two and a half years with the guy. You saw miracles and signs and wonders. Your belief ought to be off the chart. But yet they were struggling. All of us struggle to believe. I don't care how long you've been in there. You might be Moses. You know what I mean? Where you've, you, he, Moses himself had times he didn't believe. He's like, God, wipe these people out. God was like, no, they're my people. And then God was like, I'm going to wipe them people out. Moses is like, no, no, God, don't do that. I'm glad they didn't get in agreement. They got in agreement, we'd have been wiped out of here. Are you with me? But see, all of us struggle through that. And maybe right now today, you need to know that we need to think differently. Well, Pastor Eric, he just, he just wants it all about himself. No, you need to metaneo that. Well, the church, you're just out for your money. You need to metaneo that. Well, they just want to control your life. You need to metaneo that. We need to think differently. Are you kidding me? I'm not wasting my time on trying to control your lives. Holy moly. And you don't need to waste your time on trying to control mine. As we believe the good news of who Jesus is and what he's done for us, my life will change. Your life will change. That's why 
That's why some of us can come in and, and our first relationship with Christ and be drug addicts or heathens. I mean, I had some people who are like, I can't believe they did this. They busted the door out in the church. I said, well, they're heathen. That's what they do. Oh, I never thought about that. So we'll just fix the window. And hope that they walk in the front door instead of busting in to get in the back door. They just wanted to come in. Why? Because they knew the Spirit of God was here. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so we've got we to begin to start thinking about these things differently. What are you thinking about? Well, Pastor, you don't want to know. Then think about it differently. What's holding you back from having peace in parenting? What's holding you back from having a great relationship with your spouse? What's holding you back from moving into what God has for you? What's holding you back from loving somebody that you may think is unlovely? Or you feel like you are unlovable and allowing God to love you or others to love you? What's holding you back? I'm not asking you so you answer. I'm asking so you'll begin to think about it. And then I want you to, as you think about it, the Bible says anything good, anything lovely, anything perfect, anything of good report, what? Think on these things. Why would he tell us what to think on if he didn't know that there were some other toxic thoughts that were trying to get in there? Oh, by the way, don't go this way. Don't go this way. Don't go this way. Don't go this way. And I go that way and run into a detour. Pastor told me not to go that way. It's going to take you longer than what you did. Now you're in a hurry. Now an accident takes place or you get a flat tire. But you know what? Don't go that way. <laughs> Why? Why can't I go that way? You're trying to control me. No, God's not trying to control you. The Holy Spirit's saying, I'm trying to lead you and guide you into something. I want to lead you and guide you into peace. Let's stand to our feet today. We want to think good thoughts. I put this down. I put down. In order to think differently, we need to think about what we're thinking. In order for true repentance to take place, we need to change our mind, and that changes the purpose, and it will change our life. If we're going to think a new way, then we need to think a new way. I know it's difficult when you go to change your thoughts. You know why? Because there has been thoughts that have just been that way for years and years and years and years. We are 2,000 years later trying to change the thoughts from a church, an early church, that Jesus has come in to shift things. And there's parts of society that's not shifted. There's parts of society, there's parts of the world that's not shifted. There's parts that have shifted and have only heard the gospel the last 1,500 years. And there's some that have like, wait a minute, i I, I got to continue to think differently. Because if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. So in order to do something different, we need to think differently. 
When my wife and I have a discussion on something, she's not trying to get her way. But yet I may think that. Come on, husbands and wives. I may think that. But that's not true. So if I think about what I'm thinking, I'm going, she's not really trying to control me like a puppet because she would never do that. So I need to start thinking the way I'm thinking. I need to start metaneoing what I'm thinking about. Will you do that? Will you do that? We can say yes and we can say, yeah, I want to try. Keep trying. And some of you may have tried to change your thoughts and you've got others that are pulling you back into that way of thinking. Some of you think, I can step out of where I'm at and there's 30 people pulling you back into where they're at. Those are climbers, campers, and quitters. Those are the, 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 the campers that are just there and they want you just to stay where they're at and you need to move to the next level. When we begin to start thinking the thoughts that God has for us, we will begin to start growing new thoughts in ourselves. What about, here's the challenge for the week. Observe yourself when you begin to have some of those thoughts when you're talking with somebody. And that thought comes in that you're not as good as them or they're trying to put you down. I want us to begin to change our perspective and maybe even step back and say, why am I thinking that? Why am I thinking that? And I'm not going to let the outside circumstance change what's taking place within me. I'm going to begin to start realizing that when hopelessness comes in, I'm thinking about hopelessness instead of stepping back and saying, no, I got hope in that situation. Well, brother, don't you know it's bad? It's really bad. It's bad, bad, bad. And the sky is falling. No, I'm going to get through this. God's going to bring me through this. But you don't know it's a situation nobody's ever been through, and now you're going through it. Well, guess what? God's going to go through that with me. I'm going to begin to metaneo about that thought. So I want to challenge you to do that, because you know what? As you do that, then things are going to begin to start growing. There's going to be health in your thoughts that are going to start coming in. And is it what God wants? Absolutely. If he says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And you want to be loving and compassionate and you want to have patience. You know, people are like, don't pray for patience because then you'll have to go through it. Well, I'm going to go through it, but I'm going to think about it differently when I'm going through it so I can learn something through it. And then on the other side of it, I will begin to have healthy thoughts through it instead of toxic thoughts. Does that make sense? I mean, this is very practical stuff. And that's what sometimes it's like, Pastor, can't you, you know, make me turn around three times, jump up and down, and yell six times to the east, and, and it would just go away. No, it won't go away. It won't go away. There may be times if that works, and it works, great. But it's not going to work for everybody. But when we start thinking differently about what we're thinking about, then I can make changes in my life, and my mind will order my brain to tell my body to react differently because all of a sudden we're emotional inside and we're wanting to get upset or we're wanting it can be the other way towards good things but we're wanting to get upset step back out of that and say why am I thinking this way God says this guys he's for you now 
You can break that down theologically however you want to. He is for me. He's not against me. He is for me. He's not against me. He is for me. He's not against me. No matter what comes against me, it's not God that's saying, look, here's what I'm doing. I'm going to throw cancer on you, put you in the backyard, and have you deal with that. No, but if I have a, a diagnosis that that's what it says, God is still for me. He is not against me. And God's going to work that situation out for me, and he's not against me. God is for me because I'm his child, and he's for me and not against me. I'm going to change the way, metaneo, the way the things that I think about, and I want to have healthy thoughts. And we want you guys to have those. So there may be some times where it's like, think about it. What are you doing? Why are we doing it? What are we doing what we're doing? Let's think about why we're doing this. And let's begin to bring it back to the things and the thoughts of God. The plans I have for you, declares the Lord, not to harm you, but to give you what? Hope and a future. There ain't no future for my kids here in Woodward. That's not true. That is not true. They may have better opportunities somewhere else. That's great. But I know some people have had great opportunities here. And there's going to be more opportunities coming. You know why? Because they belong to Jesus Christ. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise before I close this? Put your hand on your heart today. And Father, I just thank you right now in the name of Jesus that, um, that we're going to begin to start thinking about some things. We're going to think differently. That you are for us and not against us. We're going to start thinking differently. That I'm not defined by my past. I'm not defined by the sin that I've been involved in years ago or even yesterday. I am defined in by who you are. And that I believe you and I receive you as Lord and Savior. And as I follow you, Lord God, and I keep my thoughts upon you. That you're going to lead and guide me. And the transformation is going to continue in my life. And I believe that. And and I receive that right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Hey, listen, we bless you guys today. Have a great weekend this weekend. God bless you. Keep your thoughts in check. We love you and we bless you. If you need prayer today, come allow us to pray for you. God bless you. Have a great one.